What's up everybody? Welcome to episode four of He Said, She Said. We're one female Canadian. And one male American have thousands of opinions all in one. Today's episode is going to be good. We're going to talk a little sports. And the theme of our sports today is NFL because we got the Super Bowl coming up. And of course, you guys know that I wanted to talk a little bit about this. We want to talk picks, predictions, who you got. I have an opinion about who I want to or who I'm cheering for, I guess. And Brian, who are you going to be cheering for in Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta? Well, that's an excellent question. I wanted the Saints to go all the way. Obviously, they did not. So now I am left with Rams versus Patriots. I like that the Rams, you know, That's that's been a long time since they've had a win. Tom Brady, obviously, they're probably the GOAT, the legend, the greatest of all time. So... Does he go out like Peyton Manning? Do you do the win one more Super Bowl and retire on top and call it a career? I would I'd like to see that at the same time. You know, let's let's see someone who hasn't dominated the NFL for the last 15 years do well. So prediction is I think Tom Brady gets it one more time and then it retires and ends his career on a high point. That's my prediction. Patriots go all the way. Patriots go all the way. Now, I know this is uh, Tom Brady's ninth appearance in the Super Bowl altogether, and he is the GOAT. They actually just had a rally today um, in New England where he was chanting, we're still here, we're still here, and he brought the whole crowd to be just chanting that, and you could feel the energy from them and from the GOAT, Tom Brady, bringing the heat, ready to come into this Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta. I think they're going to come in. I think they're going to pull it off. I mean, they had that upset from last year where the Eagles won in the Super Bowl against them. I think that this is their year. They're going to go all the way. I want to say that the Patriots are going to win. I don't understand why everyone hates Tom Brady so much. He is such an incredible athlete. He's a hard worker. Um, he eats. He eats great. He has a wife that he's faithful to, which is an amazing accomplishment for people in the NFL. I don't Honestly, know if I... that's a that, it shouldn't be a big thing, but that's a big thing to be an NFL player <laughs> and not have like twelve baby mamas and and cheating on your wife. So. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I think maybe some people hate him, but either so you either love him or hate him. And I'll tell personally... you what I like about Tom Brady. I understand that when someone is as dominant as he has been. Uh, it's easy to hate the guy on top, and Tom Brady's the guy on top. What I will tell you is that at 41 years of age, having won as many Super Bowl rings as he has and been in the Super Bowl as many times, and as dominant as his team is, Tom Brady still hates losing. He still has that passionate, athletic desire to win. And you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a Tom Brady bandwagon kind of guy, but I will tell you that I want to see... And I like seeing my professional athletes having a stellar career and still having that burning desire inside to win, even after five Super Bowls and nine appearances and whatever else. So, Well, I know you just recently moved to L.A. within the last few years here. And we all know that L.A. is one of the most bandwagon-jumping 
places you you'll ever go to because all of a sudden the Rams moved in and everyone loves the Rams and especially now that they're in the Super Bowl everyone's rallying be like I'm from LA I love the Rams um but LA's such a place where when you go and you meet someone you ask oh where are you from and nobody says they're from LA like no one says they're homegrown like I lived in LA my entire life everyone comes to LA to be a model actress whatever or what um entertainment so they come there and everyone everyone moves to LA so I feel like you you don't have people that are homegrown LA natives well it's few and far between so everyone's just like Okay, is LA doing good in a sport? Okay, I'm just gonna jump on that. <laughs> That's probably very fair. I, no one, as you said, no one in LA is from LA, so you do kind of have to be a Chicago Bears fan uh, in LA. Going, I, you know, I'm a Dodgers fan now because yeah. I'm in LA and the Dodgers did well. Uh, the Rams, I, I wouldn't be mad if they win. I think Tom Brady and the Patriots will win. But if the if the Rams go all the way and, and sort of have this amazing uh, Cinderella story and, and come out and move to LA and then go and win the Super Bowl, I would be like, I would be happy to see that. I, I would enjoy that, and LA will lose its mind, absolutely lose its mind. So, and I know you live in LA, so is there kind of like, a, have you been out and about? Like, have you felt like a vibe from everyone getting ready for this the Super Bowl? Like, or what are you seeing? Like, because I know when I first moved to America, uh, you guys go insane for like the Fourth of July, and like like a month out, you're starting to put out red, white, and blue stuff everywhere. Is there Rams gear like putting out everywhere? Or, like, <laughs> I tell you that is that is a fair question, and what is happening is yes, Rams Rams stuff is popping up everywhere. And not only is it popping up, but people who are... Because remember, LA has the Chargers and the Rams now. And yeah. Chargers fans are, are, for now, putting away the Chargers gear and breaking out the Rams gear. And LA is is definitely a, a Rams town right now. So 100% there's a vibe. 100% people are getting excited about this. Uh, I think there are some Tom Brady haters that are excited to see... The Rams win a because it's LA, but B because they just want to see anybody beat Tom Brady. So, uh, yeah, there's a, there's definitely a, a pro Rams vibe right now in Los Angeles. Let's be completely honest. The Rams actually had a great regular season, and they came into the playoffs strong against the Saints. Although some the, some of the Saints fans were saying that they had that um, no pass interference call that wasn't called, so the, the Saints should be the ones actually going to the Super Bowl. Now, playing off that, do you think maybe there needs to be um, somebody out there that's making a call maybe above the refs? Because I know the refs are field level and they're watching everything that goes on, but could there be somebody in a command tower somewhere, like one person that they designate that could like overrule this calling of the refs. Do you think that would ever be something they could look into or am I just dreaming? No, I mean, they're already doing that with like the replay booth. You know, the refs <clears throat> are down on the field, but there is a guy, I think it was the rule after that two minute warning, it goes up to the booth. So they already are having something in place where there is a command center, the replay booth guys that after two minutes, they're the ones that have the call. I think you have to do that because the Saints did get screwed. With, without that call, the Saints are going on. The Saints 
it's it's the Saints in the Super Bowl. It's not the Rams. That that call yeah. was that important. So <clears throat> you have to you have to play the game and you have to let the refs ref the game. But I do think that people are not going to want to see seasons end literally off of one bad call. And so you will have to put some kind of rule where they have the replay booth now where after at two minutes they're doing it goes up it doesn't go to the refs it goes to the play booth and the, I think you'd have to do that for the whole game at some point in time if you keep missing uh if you keep missing calls like that that truly cost a team its Super Bowl chance exactly exactly um and I know it, like we don't want to delay the game so it's like you don't want to keep you check and then the refs check and then there's replay blues and somebody else is I, I don't want that I don't want Nobody to wants that. Like, no one wants the delay of the game. But I think it maybe is, like, an interesting concept to take in that somebody could overrule that call. But, I mean, that's for the NFL to decide. I was just wondering what you kind of thought of that. So, um, thinking about, like, the OT, do, mm -hmm. does the uh, overtime rules need to change for playoffs? Because... Whoever wins the coin flip gets to go first. And basically, if they score, the game is over. So they're saying that the Patriots won off the coin toss. Do you think the overtime rule needs to be changed, or do you like where it is right now? No, I, this is going to be controversial. I'm sure this will make people upset. <clears throat> no tell you rules need to stay exactly like they are. This is the NFL. This is You are professionally the top of your league. So first of all, it shouldn't go to overtime because your team should just be been, be should be good enough to win clearly and dominantly in in regular time play. If it goes to overtime, it's a free for all. I you know if if you lose a coin toss, are you telling me that you don't have faith in your defense? Are you saying that you don't have that your defense is incapable of stopping the offense of the other team? Because when you're telling me that they need to change OT rules, what you're saying is. I don't believe in my defense. And so that I disagree with. Keep the OT rules as they are. Uh, whoever scores wins and you move on. So that that's, I'm sure, a whole lot of people watching this are going to disagree. But either don't be an OT, just win right out. Or, or, or are you saying that you don't have faith in your defense? Because that's what you're saying to me when you say that you want to change the OT rules. Exactly. Or I, I kind of really agree with that. And I'm glad that you had said that because I was thinking kind of the same thing and I'm sure there's people out there that disagree and I want to hear from them like if you do disagree like what do you think should be in place I mean I guess it's just opening up the conversation and um, talking about it a little more so we can come to a, um, a solution <laughs> rather you'll be wrong but yeah yeah <laughs> you're gonna be wrong you're wrong you're if you want to change OT rules you're wrong I'm staying I'm taking a stand you're wrong, you're wrong. <sighs> So I was I was watching the Pro Bowl and that game is um, poof, interesting in itself. I think people are still watching. People are still watching that stuff, hey. And he <laughs> sounded really Canadian. It wasn't a great game this. The, the Pro Bowl <laughs> this year was not that. Ex uh, it wasn't that great a game. It wasn't that great of a game. It isn't that exciting because uh, everyone's kind of chill and it doesn't bring the same presence that a regular game does because there's nothing on the line. And I think I think. That's what brings people into the NFL is kind of like, you know, when you're watching like previews before the show or you're watching um, game recaps, they always bring up like they paint you a lovely picture of some like 
drama between two players or this player against himself or like the refs against the players or coaches against coaches and there's just so much drama and hype in the NFL that that you know you know that a lot of people love that shit because they watch it and they're like yeah it just it pumps them up like even I like when I sometimes watch some of this NFL stuff them getting you know game day ready it, it is inspiring but it, it, it adds to the drama that they're painting um, but do you think with all this hype between like the OT rules and the, the kneeling and um, um, this missed calls do you think people would be so invested in the NFL to watch it if it didn't include all this drama or hype that was behind it? Sure, absolutely not. That's why they do it, because it works. I, I am in television and film. Uh, I, I was working for a network uh, before I came out to L.A. to do film. I was working on a TV show that was in prime time on Thursday nights. And part of my job as a producer and an editor was to take two people and make you either love one and hate the other or vice versa because if you didn't care about these people or didn't have some kind of backstory the uh the confrontation the fight the argument didn't didn't matter as much because you weren't invested you didn't want to see guy one win and guy two lose because you didn't know either one of them you didn't care nfl is absolutely following that same strategy of we need you to care about one, love one team and hate the other, or love this guy and hate this guy, or create tension uh, because that controversy creates cash. Uh, yes. Controversy creates cash. Uh, copyright Eric Bischoff, he said that. But controversy creates cash. Tension creates ratings. And for me as a Chicago Bears fan, if there are two teams that I'm not really invested in playing each other, I, I, am I really going to care who wins or loses? Am I even going to watch that game necessarily if I don't have a backstory that's sort of driving a narrative that makes me go, okay, I've got to go watch the Buffalo Bills versus uh, the Jaguars or whoever. Those two teams I don't necessarily care about otherwise, but if there's you know a backstory that's driving it, now I'm going to go watch that game to see what happens. So absolutely the nfl is doing it and absolutely they do that to keep the ratings up because without that honestly people are going to go watch their favorite team and then when their favorite team is done you know they may watch the highlights later but they wouldn't necessarily watch a whole game so in my opinion is yes they're doing it and it they're doing it because it absolutely works and it keeps the ratings up and people would not be watching the nfl as much if they weren't creating these backstory these storylines and these these controversies Exactly. And I think it really goes to show from the Pro Bowl. I mean, people people didn't want to watch it um, because there was no backstory. Or rather, when I did watch it, I wasn't invested because, I mean, it was just a whole, it was just guys playing different positions, having fun. And I didn't feel like I was watching like, like people that cared. And I, I understand. I understand the theme of the Pro Bowl. I, I get that you're supposed to go, you know, not so hard and... I get it. It's just right. it's just the investment in my watching the game wasn't there because it was wasn't too like two team rivalries. It wasn't a coach that needs to redeem himself. It wasn't like a player that is going to break a record. It wasn't like someone's mad at someone or like 
a ref that we had were mad at last week was refing. Like it's just, um, right, right. it was just a kind of laissez-faire type of game. So I, I, it really proves that people kind of do watch for the entertainment value. But I guess that was just me. Uh, well, first of all, laissez-faire hashtag well used. Haven't heard that in a while. So uh, well, well, well done. Well, good use of laissez-faire. Uh, second. Did I say it wrong? No, you, absolutely. No, it's it's, uh, it's however you want to say it. Laissez-faire is how I've always heard it, but I'm from the South. So uh, either way, point being, I think you're absolutely right. We are a reality TV set. For better or worse, the United States of America, and by, by extrapolation, many of much of the world, is now reality TV and used to reality TV and needs people constantly yelling at each other and tension and things. And if they don't have that the hype isn't around it and people lose interest. Uh, so, so absolutely. I agree with you that people are watching the games a, because they like this sport of football, but B because they are creating stories now for people to get behind. So. Exactly. Um, and like I had asked on Twitter, if uh, people felt the same way. And a lot of people said, you know, I do actually watch for the football and the X's and O's and um, stuff like that. But, but I just, I was just really wondering if that was really the reason or they're, they're hanging on to it because of this entertainment value that also comes with it. I mean, they do, it's so, it's so different than when you watch like a football game in person at the stadium because you're not hearing what's going on and you're not seeing the drama on TV, the story that they're creating. You're just there. And I feel like you're losing a little bit, a little bit of the storyline um, when you are there in real life. Although I do in, quite enjoy the games. Like I love going to games. Oh my gosh. But on TV, it's a little bit more like punchy. Like you get a little bit more inspired or dramatic or hype. Um, how me is doing their job. A producer, yeah. <laughs> producer you, a television producer is making you care about one person and hate the other person or, person hate the or other. And, and they're doing their job. So, so. yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of Twitter, I had quite, quite an interesting run in like a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Some, I had a, I had like one of those Twitter trolls and like, I don't really pay attention to them too much and it doesn't bother me, but this one I kind of was like, but why though? <laughs> he said, you should okay. not comment on sports if you're a woman. And I really had to be like, why though? And he said it was because I've never played at that level, like played um, sports at that level. But then my next question was... He knows you're a Canadian Olympic athlete, right? Uh, no, I probably not. It, but but it, uh, it doesn't I don't matter. know that there's much higher level than I literally, I literally <laughs> am the best that my country has to offer and is putting me up against the other world's best that they have to offer. <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't think that's someone who knows your, your history or your profile. <laughs> Regardless of that, I just thought it was quite funny because he said women should just stick to commenting on like WNBA and like tennis. And that's where I was just like, it doesn't bother me, but it's just like I'm confused that people would even think that way. But now I want to I ask you this question. So do you trust someone's opinion that is commenting or commentating or or... I don't know, rather telling you something about a sport that they've never competed in. Like, this is just a question. Um, I would say for me, 
I would I would still trust them because there's tons and tons and tons of people out there that do study the sport and do um, really get into it and they know their shit like they know stuff probably those people that have played they sometimes when people play doesn't mean they're able to articulate that or coach or let people know how to do something and if there is someone out there that has been studying and commentating and doing the best they can to understand that sport without having played, I think it, their opinion is worthy. What do you think? Well, first of all, I think that person was a fat, probably a fat piece of shit that lives in his mom's basement and has never played a sport in his life because those are usually the ones that are on social media telling you how you, as an athlete, who have been a Canadian Olympic athlete, have won, I believe, didn't you win a medal playing football on a world level, like for Team Canada? Okay, so what you have is, is, is a fat piece of shit troll in his mom's basement telling you how to play, that you shouldn't comment on sports because you've never been in the NFL. Meanwhile, you have a, you, you've been a Canadian Olympic athlete. You've won a, a medal. Uh, you do sports for a living. You, tr you teach. You're, you're training football players' speed right now. So uh, that... That's a whole different tangent. I'm not going to get into that. Absolutely, uh, you have a right to to voice your opinion on football. You've been there. You've played the game. You've been on a world level. You know what you're talking about. Uh, as far as people who have not, absolutely, the Major League Baseball. You have people that can give you every stat of who played in 1923 on third base for the you know Yankees and, and who has it. And they give you all of these stats. Are you going to tell me that the person who can do that for NFL, MLB, NBA, that that person doesn't know the game, hasn't studied the game, doesn't understand what works and what doesn't? Absolutely they do. Uh, absolutely they, have, they can give a valid opinion having never stepped on a basketball court, having never stepped on a field. Yes, it would help if you played the sport. But look at all of the... Uh, the not Al Michaels, the famous NFL like Al Michaels. I don't think he ever played football. I don't think anyone would say that Al Michaels' opinion about football isn't valid and that you shouldn't take it. So I, I, I totally, totally disagree with the. Uh, it doesn't hurt to play the sport. I, I, I think there is something to be said that you know if you weren't out in the field and you don't understand what it's like to get hit when you're cold and and. That's why this person missed the ball or maybe missed a kick. There's some fair there. But to say that if you've never played the sport or never been on that level, that you, your opinion doesn't count is, is an absolute fallacy. And uh, I disagree with that 100%. 100%. Oh, I, I, I quite disagree with it. But it, I thought it brought up a, a question that we could talk about. So that's why I kind of, you know, re-brought it up. I haven't heard that ever in my career so this is the first time I played basketball and baseball and soccer yeah. growing up uh three sport athlete I was fairly decent at all of them I never went to anywhere near a pro being a professional athlete any one of those so can I not comment on basketball because I was never in the NBA uh I was I was never on a on a you know European team playing soccer or their football uh, so I can't talk about it? No, absolutely not. That's ridiculous. That's, that's absolutely ridiculous. So. 
Exactly. Well, I love our heated debates that we get into because it really starts like a, a conversation and that's what we're here to do because it's he said, she said, we agree on some stuff, we disagree on some other stuff. So, picks. You're picking the Patriots. I'm picking the Patriots. I wish I would have said, I should have said Rams or something. No, pick who you believe. We don't have to always disagree. Like, pick who you believe. That's true. <laughs> think Patriots, you think Patriots. I think Patriots, too. I think Tom Brady wants to go out like Peyton Manning. He wants to have one more Super Bowl ring, retire on top, end his career on top. Career no, on top. he's not retiring. He, I was. He this, let's see when he wins this Super Bowl. Uh, I was watching. No, no, I was watching this, the Pro Bowl today, and they were interviewing him at halftime. Don't even ask me why I was watching the Pro Bowl. And he said, like, this is the one question the the broadcaster had asked him. He said, "Well, what do you think? You're 41. Are you gonna retire after this?" And he said, zero, zero chance. He said, zero chance. I'm a, like, I'm a winner. Like, I'm not gonna. And I get it. I get it, Tom. Keep doing you. Keep being awesome. Keep. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, there we disagree. I say Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl this year, and uh, next year goes, man, I don't know if I want to be getting hit right. in, in the dead of winter at Foxborough Stadium at, with some, some defensive lineman at 300 pounds drilling me. Uh, I don't need that anymore. I, so I, don't, I think it's real easy right now to say there's 0% I'm chancing to retire. Let's put another Super Bowl ring on that finger and then see if he doesn't go, all right, you know what, maybe I can call it a career. So Maybe he will. Maybe he was just kind of trying to build up the momentum. Again, paint a picture of this non-stop, won't stop, unstop, unstoppable attitude, which is, which is great because that is part of the drama and the, the hype behind it, right? So then we're like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> No, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So keep keep that suspense. Keep people wondering. Uh, absolutely. You, you do you, Tom Brady. You do you. So, Of course. Well, after this Super Bowl 53 in Atlanta, I'm excited to see who will be coming up on the NFL draft, mm -hmm. who will be picked. I'm sure that we'll have to do an episode about that. Um, our next one uh, episode, haven't even thought of it yet, but it'll probably be something about the 90s <laughs> because I loved it. Okay. I have one okay. more question for you, B. Edwards, before we go. And it's okay, something that? that's what been weighing on my mind, like nonstop. So I was out with some friends the other day. <laughs> well, let me get ready for this. This sounds pretty deep and important. All right. It All is. Right. I was out with friends the other day and, um, okay, when I say friends, it was like one person that I knew, barely a friend because I don't have any. So we were just a chillin' and I asked, I was just sitting there and I said, don't you think it's weird that we um, have hamburgers and we, we have ketchup and lettuce on the hamburgers all together, but then we don't, when we have our salad, we, we would never put ketchup on it. Don't you think that's weird? And they were like, wait a sec, what's your order of operations when you're making a burger? And I said, the bun, the meat, the cheese, the ketchup, the lettuce, the bun. And they were just like, that is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. They said, that's not even how you're supposed to construct a hamburger. Now, so you tell me, like, I really want to know, like, how are you guys constructing your hamburgers out there? Because apparently I'm doing it wrong. Like, they said you have and How are you doing it? Say it again. Bun. Hamburger, yeah. cheese, yeah. ketchup, yeah. lettuce, bun. Now they said, okay. well, actually, I want to know what you say before I tell you what they said. So for me, it is bun. It is hamburger meat. 
uh, cheese. I agree with that. Then I go lettuce. Then I go okay. a couple slices of tomato because I like tomatoes. Uh, then a couple of uh, dill pickle, like slices of dill pickle. And then on the top of the bun, I'm doing mustard, uh, maybe a little ketchup, and then putting it all together. And that is how Brian Edwards creates a hamburger. Wow. That's amazing. I do think you have a good point that I wouldn't make a salad and then pour mustard or ketchup all over it. Like that's, that's, which is lettuce and tomato. Yeah. And I wouldn't put, so that that's interesting. You, you make a good point. What were they saying that you did wrong? How, how are you not building well, it right? They said that I had to separate the ketchup and like the condiments from the lettuce. Like they said to put the ketchup and the mustard on the bottom and then the lettuce on top because it, it doesn't go together because they said the ketchup makes the lettuce soggy. And I never thought of that before. You know, mustard and ketchup go on the bun. And that goes on top. That's the last thing. Like that, so, all the condiments go on the on the bun, and then you close up the bun. That's 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 the way to do it. Okay, perfect. Well, I'm so glad we're out here solving the problems of the world. <laughs> I was ready for such a more serious question. <laughs> I was really re expecting that to be something way more, uh, way deeper. So. Topic is sports today, and like you buy a hamburger. At, the, do, at the stadium, like I don't know anyone that watches any type of football game if you without a hamburger. Sure, sure, absolutely, yeah. No, a good, fair point. It's fair a fair point. question, or like a veggie burger. I don't want to be. <laughs> I don't want to leave out the vegans, but um, or the vegetarians rather. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, that's just a burning question I had on my mind. But I'm so glad. I'm so glad we got to hang out and do this again for another podcast episode oh. because we're going to have another topic the next time. So if you guys thought this was like lame 2.0, don't worry. There's more to come. <laughs> no, this was good. Well, thanks, everybody. I appreciate it. So take us home, Amanda. Thank you so much for tuning in to He Said, She Said, where we talk absolutely ridiculous things from a guy and a girl. And uh, thank you for tuning in to episode four. We will see you in episode five.